It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucrat the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. We were made for this time in history. And thank you to the team that I get to work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Thursday to you, producer Steve. I'm sure glad you said it was Thursday because it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> what does it seem like? I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> it's what, 24 days to uh, election, uh, right? That might be. <clears throat> well, anyway, it's in the mid-20s, yes. Yes, mid-20s. How many? 26. 26. Okay. <clears throat> in studio with me is uh, Russ Carter. He is running for, is it HD? I had this in, in here. It is HD30. Yes. And yep. it's great to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I really enjoy being on the show with you. Okay. It's great. And uh, also in studio is Tina Francone, my good friend. And uh, she's working with you, yes? Yes. <clears throat> she's bossing you around? She is. Yeah. She, she showed up this morning as a surprise. Aha. Uh-huh. So, so making sure I... Stay on track. Yeah, so she's in studio as well. So good morning, Kim. Yeah, great to have you here. Okay, let's see here. Um, go to my website. That's kimmunson.com, uh, and uh, be sure and uh, check out uh, the website because uh, what we have there is our voters' guide. And uh, we went through. I went through all eleven of the statewide issues, as well as uh, some of the local and school district issues, and I've done an analysis of it. And if you go to my website and put in your name and your email, you'll get a link to all the three things that we did. And that is a, a PDF that you can print out, and uh, then also an interactive one. We actually uh, did some audio on that, and then the other one as well. So we want you to be an informed voter. And these issues, we hear all, all of this information about candidates, and then you get your ballot, and you're like, oh, my gosh, what is this? And then uh, there is big money coming in here to influence you on some of these. And they're not influencing you because they like your freedom and they want to help you. And uh, so we are shedding light on that as well. So be sure and sign up there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice as we search for truth and clarity um, by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, last night, uh, the girls were over, and uh, we went through the, ba- the voter's guide. And in the PDF version, right now there is a glaring, uh, a glaring um, mistake. I, 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 and so I think... We're going to maybe have a little contest. The the first person that finds that mistake, and it's a pretty big one, uh, but it's subtle, uh, can come in and they can co-host the show with me. So uh, just let me know if you can find that in the voter's guide. And the first person to do that uh, will get to come in and co-host the show with me. Uh, So anyway, continuing on. Oh, today we are going to record our America's Veterans Stories, and we will be recording that. 
with Rourke Denver, Commander Rourke Denver. He's a Navy SEAL. He is going to be the keynote speaker for the USMC uh, memorial event that is going to be on the 26th. It's a luncheon, and it is an afternoon with the Navy SEAL commander. I have the great honor to emcee it. And uh, three of uh, the guys from Cooper's Troopers, they're World War II Iwo Jima uh, um, veterans. They're going to be there. And my friends, <clears throat> to get to, to talk to World War II veterans will change your life. And it changed mine when I went to Normandy, and hence this is why we do the show. And so we're going to be recording that, and that will broadcast this Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. And we're going to go to our quote for today. And uh, actually, uh, I'll I'll ask Russ what you think about this. And then, uh, Tina, how about if I ask you what you think about it? Does that sound okay? I always have an opinion. You, You do always have an opinion, yeah. So, Okay, so this is from Aristotle. And he was a Greek philosopher and polymath during the classical period of ancient Greece. He was taught by Plato. He was the founder of the peripatetic school of philosophy within the Lyceum and the wider Aristotelian tradition. He was born in 384 B.C. and he died in 322 B.C. And he said this, and, and part of this is because of the guests that we have. Another is because we're going through the issues on the voter's guide. We've got Russ Carter in here who's running for HD30. And Aristotle said this all these years ago. He said, be a free thinker and don't accept everything you hear as truth. Be critical and evaluate what you believe in. So Russ, we'll go to you, then we'll go to Tina, then we'll go to producer Steve to see what you think about that. Yeah, I love that quote. It's an extremely important thing that we... Uh, evaluate truth and are critical about what we think. It goes back to what Paul taught us in Acts, where uh, Paul encouraged the listeners to evaluate the scriptures and determine if what they're hearing is true based on the scriptures, not just on what people are saying and how people have personalities like today where people are slick and they talk Mm -hmm. and convince listeners. And that is why we do this show, is to help bring truth and clarity to these issues. Uh, Tina Francone, again, be a free thinker and don't accept everything you hear as truth. Be critical and evaluate what you believe in. Well, you know, if you don't think, and especially for, and I'll I'll put this out to our elected officials and all our our new candidates that are running right now, this is not a done deal once you get elected. Right. You have to think. You have to evaluate. You have to critically think about the policies and the legislation that you want to bring forward so that you can accurately represent your constituency. And it's it, it's not a done deal. Just because you say it doesn't mean it's true. And, and Russ is absolutely true. I mean, this is these are biblical principles mm-hmm. that, that we forget about mm-hmm. once we are elected to office and we just you kind of throw that all out the window along with our common sense mm-hmm. and, and our, you know and we just take everything at face value mm-hmm. and it's okay to turn over those rocks it's okay to ask why and I, and I know you've had this experience. Uh, I was just thinking, you and I <laughs> right? were on this little road together. Exactly, exactly. And uh, when you were on the RTD board was when I was on city council. And we had many conversations about thinking on this. That was this the right? Is How does this match up? But, and to your, your point, and Tina, I've been thinking a lot about language. Language is so important. The narrative is so important. So I no longer am calling the people that we elect elected officials. 
they are elected representatives. So I want to take back that word, and then I no longer use the word democratic, because the radical activists that have taken over the Democrat Party, there's nothing democratic about them. And so I call them Democrats. Uh, and uh, But you and I, were on this journey. Uh, and the thing that I would, and you're talking about when people are elected, but there's this other component, the citizen has got to show up. There were times that you and I were taking stands for the citizen, big money, big interests, both RTD, other issues. They're there because they're going to make money on it. Standing up for freedom, there's not a lot of money in it. The grassroots, and thank you to all of you who support us, and thank you for all of uh, my advertisers. But you and I would be on the side of the table standing for the people, and, and I get it, everybody has lives. But because we have not been showing up and supporting people that are representing us is one of the reasons we're in the spot that we're in, Tina. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, as and Russ and I have these conversations all the time, you know, there's your role as an activist and, you know, as an interested citizen is much different than your role as a candidate. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely different when you're the elected. Right. Um, because, because those roles change. And there's there's a subtle transition that needs to go, you know, as you, as you move through those areas in your life. And hopefully you make that gracefully. <laughs> but what makes it graceful is is the support and of of the constituency and the people that you represent because you need that input from everywhere you, you, from you, from all over and in all voices not just your republican friends i mean because you know i know you and i came you know, we could sit and we we've talked about these issues and russ and we've talked about all of these issues but sometimes it sounds like you're kind of in an echo chamber well and, you know because we're all nodding and we're going yeah. yeah 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 that's right that's right and you right so you need other voices we do and uh, so steve uh, good point steve to you i'm gonna say it one more time be a free thinker and don't accept everything you hear as truth be critical and evaluate what you believe in and Steve, if there was ever a critical thinker, I would think it is you. Oh my! <laughs> I can't live up to that. You love to say, uh, you know, there are people out there who will say, "I'm just not into politics," but politics is into you. And I'm unfortunately, there are people on both major parties who are counting on that. Yes. And uh, you know, we we said it many times. As a citizen, you have homework to do. It's just like when you were in any level of education, you had homework. Being a citizen, you have homework. And this particular quote, man, it nails it. Yes. And I, I just wanted to share this with you regarding the voter's guide. This is from a um, from a listener. And he said, thank you. I will be voting yes on just four of the ballot issues. Now, I recommend yes only on two. But as I say, we may not agree on everything. That's okay. I want this to be informational. He said, as a lifelong and moderate Democrat, I cannot and will not vote for more state spending and burdensome regulations on small businesses, nor any more mandates on local government. Love the radio show. I love that, Russ. Yeah, I've heard a lot of the, about that. Just walking neighborhoods, a lot of even Democrats are uh-huh. sick and tired of the spending and the wasteful yeah. uh, money that's going out to useless programs. Right. And so I think there's that 20% right now of the radical activist Democrats, but the rest of us, the moderate Democrats, the libertarians, unaffiliated, Republicans, conservatives, we want to reclaim our, our state. We want to reclaim our country, Russ. Yes. And yeah, we, we have to. We, we need to take this back, yeah. take control. 
Yes, and uh, and again, get the power back to the people on this. So two things, Steve, you and I wanted to talk about. First was you heard something, and this is going to be a really important conversation to have with uh, Gregory Wrightstone here a little bit later, but regarding energy. Oh, yeah. On the way in this morning, I heard an interview with a uh, U.S. energy analyst or consultant, and he's basically painting the picture what we can expect here in the very near short term, like, say, November, December. Heating oil, not so much a big deal here in this area, but back on the East Coast, the Northeast, you know, New England, heating oil is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, the stockpiles are as low as they've been since the 1950s. And the price is going to be up like 40% more than it was a year ago. Natural gas is following right right behind that at about a 40% increase. And I'm driving and thinking, why? It's not due to a geopolitical situation, although the media would, you know, covering for the administration would like to tell you that. It's not due to natural disasters. It's strictly policy. And I'm thinking, this guy... I'm talking about the guy in the White House. He's not impacted by any of this. Mm-hmm. And yet he's he's driving how many millions of Americans into the poorhouse? Um, yes. And, and so there's energy costs, there's inflation, and it is all because of policy. And and it is starkly we can it's just unbelievable what's what's coming down the pike here for everyday hardworking people that's why these elections are so important and then the other thing that i wanted to mention and russ i'm sure that this is one of the issues you're looking at is is crime and uh there's been um a great little deli meat market that i've shopped in for years in centennial and I drove up the other day, and one of the doors had wood all over it. And I went in, got my, my um, the things I wanted to buy. And I said, so were you guys broken into? They said, yeah. They broke into um, the, the main store and the wine store. And they said they were the cr- criminals were looking for money, so they didn't tear things up. But uh, it is here. It, it is, yeah. And it's, it's a huge problem in Lakewood, where I live. And uh, the stores like Easy Pawn have been broken into numerous times. Uh, wood on the glass to protect it. Yeah. And uh, people just walk right in and, and take things out of the store. And they can't stop yeah. people from shoplifting. Yeah. That's their policy. Wow. And, and, yeah, they just walk out the door and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, and this is I mean, and this has been... It didn't just happen. This has been policy again. And it, these it DAs has. that are standing up are really representing criminals instead of the, the victims. It, it's, a, it's taken a while to get here. But people are now yeah. seeing the, these terrible policies of the radical activist Democrats and the globalist elite. It, exactly. The, the crime rate is up higher than it's been in 25 years. And uh, murder rates are up as high as well. That's heartbreaking. And and police are not being protected yeah. like we used to protect the police right. when I was a kid. Right. Right. So it's a different world. It is. But we can reclaim this. Yes. But we we the people have to do that. And my friends as we look at all these issues issues we look at them as through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And socialism is such a bad idea. Ultimately it has to come down to force. And socialism is not about free stuff. That's the carrot to get you to vote for it. But, my friends, it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, their property, their uh, – I have it all right here um, – their rights, property, freedom, livelihood, opportunity, lives, or their uh, future. 
via force, and it could be a weapon policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, Davos Globalist Elites Agenda, 87,000 new IRS agents, and and then this Hmm. out-of-control debt. So we're going to go to break on that note. When we come back, Russ Carter, I want to find out what you're going to do when you are elected to State House. And bless bless your heart for doing that. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, we'll be right back. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org slash start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, in studio with me is Russ Carter. He's a candidate for House District 30. And Tina Francone, who is working with Russ. Uh, Russ, first of all, House District 30, what's the boundaries on that? Yeah, that's basically the east side of Lakewood. So between uh, Sheridan and Kipling, and then 26th Avenue down to Yale. So that's basically okay. the rectangle that it's that it's at. So, okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm... Uh, Born and raised native here in Colorado. I've lived in Lakewood for the majority of my life. My wife and I have been married for 28 years, and my three kids are wonderful. Uh, two kids just got engaged. Um, Congratulations. They're getting married next, uh, next year between February and April, which is going to be expensive. Be, yeah. 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 Uh, just dropped Girls one or of my, boys? Yeah, a, a boy and a girl. Okay. And then my youngest son just dropped him off at the airport this morning. He's heading out to Africa, to Kenya, to do a... Um, missions project with the church how long will it be so gone? it'll be gone for about 10 days okay so okay. yeah that's that's uh prayers for him on yeah. that we've homeschooled for uh the last 20 three or four years okay. i don't know ever long however old the kids are okay and um i just uh showed up to caucus back in march and there was an open seat and no one was running for the the house district seat so i asked uh, who's running for this and they said well you are 
Oh, boy. So, okay, I guess I'll try it out. So I decided I want to run as a state rep because the government's gotten to be too big, of yeah, course. Yeah. And it's reaching into every area of our life. Right. Um, like you said, between force and freedom, and, mm-hmm. and it's more it's more about force. I mean, mm-hmm. look at the last two years. We've been shut down, mm-hmm. the churches and, and uh, businesses. Unbelievable to and, me. And how can they get away with that? I know. So the the unlegislative mandates that come out are, are ridiculous. But anyway, current legislators are spending billions of our taxpayers' money on useless projects mm-hmm. and failing programs. And I know that money can be spent better. I'm a, I'm a business owner, and I know that um, biz- small businesses, churches, nonprofits, and individuals solve problems mm-hmm. and create wealth and mm-hmm. advanced technology. Mm-hmm. We are the solution. And if the government just gets out of the way. Right. Right. And, Russ, I've thought a lot about words. We were talking earlier in the, the first segment. Uh, and when Obama said he was going to fundamentally transform our country, this is what he meant. I'm realizing this is what he meant. And uh, we're seeing what this does to everyday people. Inflation hurts everybody. But it hurts people on the bottom rungs of the economic ladder that want to move out of that. Uh, and these higher energy prices, again, small business people, everyday people, they're the ones that are being hurt by these terrible policies, Russ. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've talked to so many people in Lakewood. Uh, we've knocked on about 6,000 doors and talked with hundreds of people. And this they're living from paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. majority of them. And they're on credit cards. Mm-hmm trying to pay their bills yeah. and they're concerned about their children and a good education they they just you know can't make it from from uh, check to check and we need to see some relief yes and well another one of the things we'll talk with gregory wrightstone here in the the next uh, couple of segments is energy it fuels our lives yes and there has been an assault on the energy industry by this legislature and this governor as well uh, absolutely. And I think it was back in 2019 when a um, energy bill was passed to protect residential um, families and houses. And, you know, we have a situation of over overprotection where it, it limits our ability to use our resources. And we have to have a balance between residential houses and communities and, and retail and, and commercial and then using our resources. Mm-hmm. And then we build our houses out by the airport and then complain about the noise, right? you know, that's that's going to be problematic. So when they passed these laws back in 2019, and I forget which law it was, the uh, Democrats have basically destroyed our gas um, energy. I think, it, I think it was Senate industry. Bill 181. Do you remember? I, yeah. That sounds uh, right. Yeah. right. Is that right, yeah, Tina? So, yeah. yes. And what had happened on that, which this was what was so disingenuous, at least as I recall this, and you're probably watching Tina as well, is that there had been a ballot question, and one of it was about setbacks. Oh, yes. Which would have really made it difficult for oil and gas development, exploration and development. And the people of Colorado soundly defeated that. And Polis was kind of straddling the fence on that. Well, he he won that election, and Democrat control came in. I think it was for both. Yeah, it had to be. And uh, they... Um, then passed the Senate Bill 181. It was like three months later. Yes. I, I mean, the, the election, there was hardly, the ink was even dry. And they passed this. It was more onerous than what the people had defeated. It's unbelievable to uh, me what they're doing down there. Right. They, they don't listen to the people. They don't represent us. 
And uh, like you said, we have to be representative to our communities mm-hmm. and our constituents. And um, that's the frustration I'm hearing. People are frustrated. They give up. They get discouraged. And I just want to encourage people to get out and vote and overwhelm the voting system with mm-hmm. as many numbers as possible mm-hmm. because we can't let this slip mm-hmm. through. Now, I'm recommending that people wait to vote until the day before or the day of. And we had Merlin Klotz on the Douglas County Clerk and Recorder yesterday. I think that you you can go and vote in person. However, it's a it's kind of a goofy system from what I understand. You You have to take your ballot. If you're going to vote in person, you have to take your mail-in ballot that you received, you give that to them, then they give you a ballot that looks just like that, and you go vote it, and then they put it in a box, and they take it down there. So I'm not sure that's much much different than putting it in a ballot box, but do not mail it, even though you're, even if you think there's enough time, do not mail it. Put it in a ballot box, and I'm recommending to wait until Monday night or sometime Tuesday on Election Day to put your ballot in. Do you have a yeah. thought on that, well, Russ, or not? Yeah, that's that's what I've always done. But I know this is going to drive the Republicans crazy because we have to uh, make phone calls and chase ballots and, and remind people to vote. And, and so you're calling people that are, you know, putting this off and waiting to the last minute. So I think it's a personal opinion, a yeah. personal decision. Um, you know, if that's what um, you want to do to make sure that there's less um, possibility of, of something happening. Um, so I guess what we'll ask um, of the of the listeners is that you know if you if you're going to do this, which I I'm I'm with you, Kim. I, okay. I wait till the last minute mm-hmm. and I drop it in the box mm-hmm. myself. Um, so be patient when we call and we say, <laughs> exactly. "Have you voted yet?" Um, don't hang up on us. Yeah. And, you know, so so, the, so from a campaign perspective, you know, of course, we want everybody to vote early. But from, you know, from uh, just from a voting perspective, I, I think that's my opinion. And this, I, I agree with you. This is a good point. Now, if you've answered any surveys, now I've been watching this for a while. I've figured this out. Have, have you seen 2,000 Mules, Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 Mules on I, the ballot no, harvesting? I ha- I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, okay. Yes. And uh, so what they did is Catherine Engelbrecht with um, True the Vote, they bought all of this track. This is it's scary. All this tracking data on these different phones. And they were able to determine through the uh, uh, 2020 election, uh, these they called them mules. And these were, were people that would go to centers and they would pick up ballots and then they would go to different drop boxes and uh, put the ballots in. And they were able to... to Deduce and in fact, I think they're trying to stop her from getting that information and getting you think on that. And so, if you've answered surveys, both Democrat and Republican, they have a, an idea on how they think you're going to vote. And they, if they see that vote come in, and this is also the Center for Tech and Civic Life, one other thing that they if they see that vote come in, then the other side might have an idea on how many votes they need to try to get. To, uh, to to be competitive in that race. And so that's why I'd recommend wait until the last minute. I know it makes the candidate crazy because you have a lot of work to do. You've got limited resources. But I I, I really think you should wait till the last minute. But Russ, you're in it. Sure. I get it. Why oh, no, it would be helpful. I yeah. yeah, I wait till the last minute. But <laughs> We're crazy anyway, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you're going to push us over the edge. Yeah. But to your point, just say, um, just 
just don't hang up. Just be nice. That's the one thing I think. Just a little courteous because we we have people. We have great candidates out here. How can people help you, Russ? Well, thanks for asking. That's an important question. Uh, And a lot of people say, well, I'm not in your district, so I can't vote for you. I wish I could. But there's something else that you can do even better than that, and that is uh, two things. Um, make a contribution. Uh, we're, we're in need. Uh, obviously, a campaign is very expensive, and Republicans find ways to get things done very cheaply. Yes. I know that through uh, working with private schools mm-hmm. and homeschooling mm-hmm. programs. But uh, get on our website. It's Russ, R-U-S-S, Carter, C-A-R-T-E-R, the number four coloradohouse.com and uh, make a donation even if it's a small donation mm-hmm. from 10 15 25 dollars up to 400 mm-hmm. we can use that money and multiply our resources and get the word out right. uh, number two help us by uh, walking on saturday and knocking on doors and dropping off literature or making phone calls mm-hmm. And uh, we, we have a lot of phone calls to make after the ballots come out, on, I believe, on Monday, the 17th. They'll start to mail them, Probably yes. You may not get it until Tuesday or mm-hmm. Wednesday, but we've got to get uh, phone calls made and, and encourage people to vote. The more Republicans that vote, and we have to get everyone out there to vote. When I say out there, I mean in your ballot, yes. So we, we, we just need 100% to get as many numbers uh, to, to flood the voting system so we, we can get the results mm-hmm. we need. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say, here you show up at caucus, and the next thing you know, you yeah. are running for state house. Thank you for stepping forward. So thanks. I really recommend people adopt a candidate. And from now <clears throat> until Election Day, yes. adopt a candidate. Help them. They have stepped forward uh, to represent you, and you need to do your part. We need to do our part as uh, as Americans, as yeah. Coloradans. I, I had no idea how involved this is, and standing on the sidelines and complaining about what Republicans are doing or not doing for mm-hmm. years was, was my role, and I thought, this is my chance to step up. Uh-huh. And um, if... You know, now you can also step up as a listener. You can step up by donating or by making phone calls mm-hmm. and, and doing your part. But too many people are sitting on the sidelines yep. and cheerleading, and, and we need to get in the game. Yeah, you have to be in the game, and this is the time to be in the game. So again, Russ Carter, what is that website? Russ Carter, the number four. ColoradoHouse.com. Okay, great. Hey, we're going to go to break. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking with Gregory Wrightstone. I got to, we got to do something really fun last week. Uh, he is the uh, uh, author of uh, Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. And he is also the executive director of the CO2 Coalition. You won't want to miss this. Stay tuned. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. Hey everybody, Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. 
In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. Don't buy a gun for just in case. In these uncertain times, you want to protect yourself, and Franktown Firearms will train and equip you to do so. When you buy a gun, plan on possibly having to use it in case of an emergency where you need to defend yourself. When you have a gun but aren't trained on how to properly use it, it's just irresponsible. The most important part of protecting yourself and your loved ones is being a responsible gun owner, including training on safety and usage. You can keep yourself safe with the proper tools and training from Franktown Firearms. Your firearm is the safeguard to your security when used properly. When you're unsure about the future of your security, remember that Franktown Firearms is your resource no matter your experience level. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown to contact the team directly or visit their website at ffgc.co slash training for course information. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Americans Veteran Stories with Kim Munson, Sunday afternoons at 3, here on KLZ 560 AM and KLZ 100.7. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice as we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. In studio with me is Russ Carter. He is a candidate for Colorado House District 30. Russ, it's great to have you here. What's your website? Thank you. It's Russ Carter, the number four coloradohouse.com. Okay, great to have you here, as well as Tina Francone, who is working with you. And uh, we've known each other for a long time, Tina. It's great to have you here, too. Thank you. It's great to be here with you. We're going to have a really important conversation with our next guest. Gregory Wrightstone is the author of a really important book. It's a pretty easy... How can I... It's a, it's a good read. I... I and a pretty easy read. I mean, it's a read where regular people like us can understand it. He's a geologist. But the book is Inconvenient Facts, the Science that Al Gore Doesn't Want You to Know. And uh, Gregory is also the executive director of the CO2 Coalition. Gregory Wrightstone, welcome to the show. Oh, it's good to be back on with you, Ken. Thanks for having us. And, it's, you know, it's, it's important to have, have uh, our people that are representing us in the U.S. House and Senate understand the true facts about climate change and what's really happening. Well, that's why you have written this very important book, Gregory. It is. And what's amazing, it was published five years ago. And as recently as last week, it was it was uh, ended a 10-day run as a number one bestseller on Amazon. Uh, people love it. Like you say, it's easy to, it, I don't, it, we don't dumb it down. Uh, but we make the science understandable. And there are so many scientists where that's that's a real problem when you hear scientists on interviews and try to communicate with, with publications that it, it's difficult to communicate and transfer complicated data into something that people understand. And that's, that, that was... That's what I try to do, and that's what I tried to do here in the, in the book, Inconvenient Facts. 
Well, and you really have done that, Gregory, because to your point, I don't. It's not dumbed down, but it is something that regular people like me can understand. And so that that's a tall order to make that happen, Gregory. And as I'm a geologist, and the book was really the result of my personal search for the truth. I knew that some things that we were being told about climate change were just wrong. It basically, in, in particular, was ocean acidification. We're being told that our oceans are acidifying. I knew that was false. And they were acidifying, supposedly, because of more CO2. But our CO2 levels are at almost historically low levels. I won't bore you, bore your guess with too, many, too much information and numbers, but we're at about 420 parts per million right now, PPM. The average throughout Earth's history was 2,600 parts per million. It got close to 8,000 parts per million, almost 20 times what it is today, and the ocean's never acidified. It's just another uh, one of these scare tactics they're using uh, to create a climate of fear, uh, to force people into doing uh, otherwise onerous and painful things like the Green New Deal, tripling and quintupling our energy prices all to solve a non-existent climate crisis. Um, they, they want to drill the new bill, the uh, inappropriately named Inflation Reduction Act, uh, or Orwellian named, I guess we should call it, mm-hmm. Inflation Reduction Act, is going to spend uh, some $389 billion for climate change, and there's about another $350 billion in guaranteed loans uh, for clean energy, and again, to solve this non-existent climate emergency. Well, Gregory, you and I got to do something very fun last Friday and Saturday, and that is uh, my friend uh, Walt Johnson. It's on his heart to bring the truth uh, the truth out, and so we uh, filmed a documentary that uh, it's now in the editing process, but uh, we had a, a lot of really important conversations, but that was very cool to get to meet you in person, Gregory. Yeah, it was fun, wasn't it? It uh, was. Hopefully... I think we've got some good material out of that. We have another expert there in Ron Stein. We look at different aspects of climate change. I look at it from a scientific perspective. He looks at the economics of it and the politics. And, Kim, one of the things we try and do here at the CO2 Coalition is to stay out of the politics. It's very, very hard to do with this subject since it's so highly politicized. But, But we value our role as scientists. And we want to play things straight down the line without politicizing it. This isn't a Democrat-Republican issue. It's, it's climate facts versus climate fear. And that's what we're trying to provide, is to roll back this climate fear. We're, as you know, you heard me say it many times uh, over the last the couple of days that we were together, uh, we're, we and the CO2 Coalition are huge proponents of just the beneficial aspects of what we're seeing today. We look at the modest rise of temperature. Now, bear in mind, we've warmed about eight-tenths of a degree since 1900. That's not too alarming to me. We'll probably get about the same by the year 2100, uh, and I'm okay with that. But we see this modest warming combined with increasing CO2 is leading to Earth's ecosystems that are thriving and prospering. They're just vegetation's exploding, and the human condition is improving because of modest warming and increased CO2. And many of your listeners have never heard that. Almost every metric we look at 
our ecosystems are thriving and prospering. We're breaking crop growth records year after year. In fact, we just posted uh, our brand new video on agriculture in India, and uh, it's just a wonderful video that our research associate, Vijay Jayaraj, who lives in southern India, uh, created. Uh, and he, he looks at India, that's supposed to it's one of the warmest, hottest nations on earth. It's supposed to be suffering from drought and famine. Their, their crop growth records are breaking records year after year after year. And it's a combination of, of technology, fertilizer. Um, they, they've introduced in the 1980s, one of the biggest impacts were introducing genetically modified uh, red crops. I know it gets a bad rap, but these are drought-resistant crops. Uh, India suffered for thousands of years with quite regular drought and famine uh, and crop crop devastation. And because of a lot of these things, uh, the, particularly GMO, uh, we've seen an increase in precipitation across across the globe, slight increase. Uh, and then also additional CO2 means crops don't need as much water. And all of these things combined are, we don't see it. We see it in India. We see it in the high uh, latitude areas like Norway and Sweden. Uh, across the United States, just about every crop you look at is breaking records. It's completely opposite of what we're being told. We're being told, aren't we, that oh, the world's going to go into famines and droughts. But the facts, the science, and the data, if you look at them, are just opposite. We see the global drought is declining. And it's just, I just look at, when I started researching this, I got angry because just about every subject and and claim they were making. As I looked into it, it turned out to be false. Did you know that the number and area burned in the lower 48 states in the United States over the last several decades is 20% of what it was in the 20s and 30s? You mean of our forests? Forest fires. Wow. And that, and they, if you go to the National Interagency Fire Center, their data starts in 1983. They have data that goes back to 1928, but they hide it. They don't put it up. The data, the data going back to 1928 shows that our recent forest fires, uh, it's something we should all be concerned about it, uh, but it's its a fraction of what it was 80 and 90 years ago, and that's a good thing. There are things we can do for, to prevent forest fires. Uh, a lot of it, we've had severe forest mismanagement since the 1980s. Agreed. And so if we look at that, they stopped the timbering in, in the nationally controlled forests. And that's really where most of the fires originate. So now we've got, according to the Sierra Nevada Conservancy, there are four to five times too many trees per acre. Well, it's easy to understand that that means you've got more fuel for each fire, right? And maybe more intense fires because there's more fuel. But think about the other ramifications. Uh, the second greatest cause of soil moisture loss is the first is of course evaporation, but the second is the amount of water sucked out by the trees and plants out of the ground. Well, now you got four to five times too many more trees competing for that same scarce soil moisture. So that actually adds to the aridity. And now think about it: all those timber and logging roads that when it used to be before the 1980s, the fire crews of a fire erupted, they could go run out those lumber roads with their vehicles and get right to the fire and fight it. Well, those are all grown up now. Mm -hmm. 
you can't can it. So now the only way to get in is by airdrop. Uh, all these things are combining. And then, too, in the West, uh, I don't know about Colorado if they've got it there, but uh, many of these fires we've seen in California and Oregon uh, are really fueled by an invasive species called cheatgrass that's uh, edged out the native grasses. And it's it's much, much worse than the native grasses. So a lot of these are actually grass fires. Um, that, it, and that's a difficult nut to, to crack. Uh, these invasive species like cheatgrass are difficult to eradicate without using broad chemical treatments. Right. Gregory, uh, we're going to go to break here in just a minute. We're talking with Gregory Wrightstone. He is the executive director of the CO2 Coalition and the author of a really important book. I highly recommend that you get it, of Inconvenient Facts, the Science That Al Gore Doesn't Want You to Know. But I wanted to connect just a a different dot here, uh, two dots, Gregory. First of all, uh, when I went up to Grand Lake for the U.S. Constitution Week, I looked at the forest, and there's all these dead trees. And it, to me, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that if you don't get that dead, those dead trees out of there, that will make the fires much more intense. Correct, Gregory? Oh, absolutely. We've, we're publishing a, a pa- new paper on Western wildfires. Uh, we've some of the top wildfire experts uh, in the United States working on this, and that's their proposal. He calls them dead snags that, that need cleared out because it. it, it it's just waiting for the next fire. Even if, even if you have a fire that goes through, if you leave all that dead timber there, it's just waiting for the next fire. Right. Um, so we need to we need to clear this out. A lot of that dead, a lot of those dead trees. It's the bark beetle, um, and bark beetle is easily transferred by dense forests. So if what we talked about was four to five times too many trees per acre, which actually then makes it easier for the bark beetle to go from tree to tree. And this is, and that's all that just waiting for a fire, right? And Gregory, I know that you try to st- you like to look at the science of this, but this is a, because of public policy, and and the enviros really shut down the logging industry in the 1980s, and we have what's happening to our forests. But the other thing is, is that sh- shutting down the lumber industry. What uh, what do we need to build houses? Is Lumber is very important. So you shut that down. It makes it more expensive to get lumber, which makes housing more expensive. And then out here in Colorado, we've got a terrible, and again, Gregory, I'm not going to ask you to comment on this, a terrible uh, proposition, one, two, three, for affordable housing. Uh, Natalie Mitten says I can say the word affordable once. It's actually subsidized housing. Uh, but then the way it's written, it's terrible. I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to waste the time. I mean, it's not a waste of time, but we have Gregory on the line. So I want to get right back to him. So we're going to go to break. But again, the dot to connect is shutting down our logging industry starting in the 1980s. And then we can't figure out why housing's more expensive. Just connect that dot. We'll be right back with Gregory Wrightstone in studio as Russ Carter and Tina Francone. Stay tuned. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. 
Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Abortion rights across the country are under attack. Is it really, though? Abortion is not a right. Abortion is not care. God created life and has intended for us to begin our life in the womb. Life is a protected right, and the purpose of government is to protect all lives. We cannot create a new right meant to end a life. They can't dictate what rights we deserve. That's not how America works. We must have the right to govern ourselves according to God. We need to keep God on top. We need to vote smart, vote Republican. Vote for Maria Fernandez for State House District 3. She will fight for your right to stay free and protect our children. Paid for and approved by Marla Fernandez Campaign. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. In studio with me is Russ Carter. He is running for Colorado House District 30. Uh, Tina Francona is also in office. She's in, in the studio. She's working um, with you. And then Gregory Wrightstone is on the line. And he is uh, the executive director of the CO2 Coalition. And we're going to get right back to Gregory. But... Russ, this this triggered you're triggered. Something triggered you, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. Thank you, Gregory, for sharing the information. It uh, reminds me of the 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 bill that my opponent sponsored and authored to uh, research toxins in our air in Colorado. Bill number twelve forty four. Basically, it goes above and beyond the standards of the EPA. And it's, you know, he's allocating about three or over $3 million to do research on whether there's toxins that cause cancer. What a waste of money. Okay. Uh, we're, we're not, I mean, we, we can't control the air here. You talked about the fires in California and Utah. Those bring in a lot of pollution. When, when I was a kid in the 70s, there was a brown cloud here. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that or I not. Do. But uh, mm-hmm. caused all kinds of problems, headaches and, mm-hmm. and asthma. And that brown cloud is uh, pretty much gone. It shows up occasionally, and we just can't control the air trap between mm-hmm. Denver and, and mm-hmm. the mountains. Okay. Any comments okay. on that? Uh, just just your thoughts, I was wondering. Yeah, it, 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 just Google EPA and pollution to see what the EPA says, and you'll be amazed. They have a chart there since uh, 1980 to today showing that uh, our air, uh, eight main pollutants, have all significantly declined, and they continue to decline. Once once it gets so so little of these various pollutants like nitrogen oxide and, and other things, uh, 
uh, it's really hard to get that last part per billion out, and it's extremely expensive. Uh, and this is what your your opponent's probably trying to do. So our air and water today are cleaner than they've probably been since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. Uh, Gregory, and what we're seeing, and we talked about it on the documentary, and is that this these policies are 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 not founded on fact, first of all. That's why your book is so important. But the, the effects of this policies is really going to hurt people. And you mentioned India. I remember as a kid that one of the things that, they, that people said they wanted to try to solve is world hunger. And we've made great strides in that. And now these policies look like it's, it's, people are going to be hungry again. And we, we see politicians oh. say that, we, you know, that uh, we're going to be uh, having food shortages. I, it's, it's mind-boggling it's, to me. It's crazy. And what they're trying to do, the new, they're trying to demonize nitrogen now, nitrous oxides, N2O. And it's, they're trying to demon. It is a greenhouse gas, but it's so small. Uh, we're, we're publishing right now, Will Happer, our chairman, is completing a paper on the greenhouse warming effect of nitrous oxide and finds that it is just minuscule. Uh, what he found is that the combination of methane and nitrous oxide together, those two that are now being demonized, it has a warming influence, but it's so small. He predicts that it'll be in his computation show, it'll, if, we, if we go to, to zero, it will avert one-tenth of one degree of warming by the year 2100. Well, that's below our ability to measure. And again, too, if we look through time, the human history and and temperature history tells us the other warm periods, warmer than today, humanity thrived, great empires arose, food was bountiful. And these periods that were warmer than today, and it was the cold periods that were horrific. The cold periods... Uh, were associated with crop failure, famine, pestilence, and mass depopulation. Again, I think I've said it before, but it's just opposite of what we're being told. We should welcome the warmth and fear the cold. Well, a quick question. We've got about uh, two minutes left, so this is a big question. But as you were talking about greenhouse gas, that has been demonized, and, and CO2 is actually a friend of plants and animals and human beings. But why the term greenhouse gas? We hear greenhouse gas and we think bad. So what do you think about that, Gregory? Well, there is a greenhouse warming effect of carbon dioxide. It is it is a greenhouse gas. In other words, it helps retain the heat. Without this, uh, the planet would be frigid and it would not sustain life. So they're predicting that a doubling of CO2 might cause four and a half degrees or more Celsius of warming. So it's about seven degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, but but what we look at, again, Will Happer in his landmark paper last year uh, documented that warming effect is really eight-tenths of a degree. And this is important. These are all numbers I'm throwing out there. But what we're showing there is the slight warming we would have is, again, beneficial and if you look on the back of my SUV, my bumper sticker says, I, I heart or I love CO2. Uh, <laughs> and our, our motto here at the CO2 Coalition is we love CO2 and so should you. Uh, we should embrace it and welcome the many benefits. Right now, Kim, what I'm working on, I've got to get it to the attorneys uh, today, is we're filing an amicus brief 
challenging the EPA's ruling uh, in 2009 that CO2 is a pollutant. So wow. we'll, the, the, it'll be filed by the attorneys tomorrow. Our amicus brief will, will be filed uh, a week from tomorrow. Uh, we're working on an extensive comment. Is what I've got to open in front of me now. Pushing back on Pete Buttigieg's Department of Transportation, just idiotic rulemaking policy, dictating that states need to regulate transportation, CO2 emissions from from your highways, and it's it, it's it's just complete overreach. It's just it's mind-boggling, boggling the control these people want. And they're not going. They're not going. They're not going to be happy until they get complete control. Controlled by these bureaucrats, yeah. these unelected officials. Uneleceds, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gregory, we are out of uh, time. We got 15 seconds left. But you're also working on a book for children, and so people should uh, go to the CO2 Coalition. What's that website? Yeah, CO2Coalition.org. Go to YouTube right now. CO2 Learning Center. Uh, YouTube CO2 Learning Center to see our first four videos. Okay. It's really cool. Well, Greg, Gregory, it's uh, uh, we'll get you back on. This is great information. Good luck, and thank you for all you do. It's pretty amazing. Thank you, Kim. Okay, and our quote for the end of the show is Aristotle. He said, It is our choice of good or evil that determines our character, not our opinion about good or evil. So, my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate endless well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. And stay tuned for hour number two. It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucrat the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment in history. We all were made for this moment in history, producer Steve. You know, you say that often, and I'm not denying it. I'm just trying to get my head around the fact that the people in any course of our history were put in these places, and they did great things. So the, you know, obviously the challenge is, is to us. The challenge is to us, and that's why what we do here is so important. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it, and it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, their property, their freedom, livelihood, opportunity, lives, or their opportunities via force. And it could be a weapon policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, Davos, globalist elites agenda, those 87,000 IRS agents, or uh, this out-of-control spending and debt. 
Uh, and so we've got to we've got to reclaim our state. We've got to reclaim our country. We've got a lot of wonderful people that are stepping forward to run for office. Russ Carter was just in studio, and my friends, uh, adopt a candidate. Uh, many people. Uh, Russ said he showed up at caucus, and nobody was. Can you believe that? Can you believe that we eat at caucus? By that time, we had somebody that. That I mean, the party has not had not recruited somebody to run for that office. I, I find it pretty hard to believe. But um, anyway, he said, I will do it. I send me send me. And so he is doing that. So we've got a lot of great candidates. Adopt one. Give them a little bit of money or give them a lot of money, whatever the limits are. And uh, call, help them, you know, help them make calls or walk. You can call it your exercise program, your adopt a candidate exercise program. Uh, and uh, get out there and support these people that are doing that. Um, I get to work with this really great team. That is producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. And, uh, uh, Steve, it is so important, the work that you do. You're, you're here, the whole team here, to get this information out. We're an independent voice as we are searching for uh, truth and clarity on these issues, Steve. It became apparent last week when we did those little uh audio snippets for the voter guide and uh, actually it was more than just doing the technical it was absorbing what you guys have found in your research so, and then it became educational mm-hmm. and that's why we've done the voter's guide go to my website and you can um, uh, sign up to receive it and with the the links Zach will send over there's a, the PDF that you can print off there's the uh, interactive with the audio and there the, I can't remember what the other link is but uh, go ahead and go to my website to sign up for that and we have done I've done extensive analysis on each of the 11 issues on your state ballot as well as some of the local and school district issues making the case for and I call this we the people nobody paid us to do this and if you do find value in it and want to contribute to us we appreciate it but nobody's paying us we don't have an agenda our agenda is what is best for everyday hardworking people. And so that's how I made my recommendations on that, Steve. We all know the story of the the frog in the, the kettle. <clears throat> if you toss the frog into the boiling water, he'll leap right out. But if the water is room temperature and you slowly turn up the heat, he'll just sit there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm thinking what we're seeing and this constant assault on raising, t- oh, well, let me rephrase that. This constant drive towards raising taxes and getting more and more and more from the from the citizens. It's just, you know, this is the the heat that being turned up, and yet we're just sitting here. It is. And then the other thing that we're seeing, and last year when we came out against that new marijuana tax for the children, what I realized is it was creating an unelected bureaucracy. And that's the same thing that is happening with uh, the, the, the uh, healthy... Uh, uh, let's see, healthy lunches for all school kids or something. Uh, there's four new bureaucracies in that one. <laughs> and then over on the affordable housing, again, bureaucracies. These are being run by people that are unelected. They're unaccountable to the people, to us, or to the legislature. But they have all this money coming in. And uh, we have got to say no to that. So uh, we're going to get over here in just a second to Karen Levine. And I do thank all of you who support us. Thank you. And um, I Every one of my sponsors, I highly recommend them. And Hooters Restaurants, last night the girls were over, Karen was over, and uh, Wednesdays they have specials. You buy 20 wings, you get 10 for free. And uh, so I went over and got the wings. But Hooters Restaurants is a sponsor of the show. They have been sponsors of both the shows for, I don't think, quite as long as Karen Levine, but for a long time. 
And uh, I got to know them. It's a really interesting story about freedom and free markets and capitalism when I was on city council. And you can find that at my website. Karen, oh, Karen Levine, before we get to you, I have to do the quote for the day here in the second hour. And this is from Aristotle. uh, And he uh, was a Greek philosopher born in 384 uh, B.C., died in 322 B.C. He said, be a free thinker and don't accept everything you hear as truth. Be critical and evaluate what you believe in. So with that, Karen Levine, do you want to comment on that? Well, I think we did a lot of critical thinking <laughs> last night. Yes. I was talking to a friend of mine and said, um, is there going to be uh, fisticuffs and, and swearing? I said, well, hopefully we won't get to fisticuffs, and there probably will be a little bit of swearing. But we did pretty good, Karen. We did very well, <laughs> and um, you, Steve mentioned about getting educated, and I think that's what we are encouraging listeners to do is get educated about these issues and they use really lovely propagandized language to convince us that they are good things and you've done such a good job delving in to show the things that are harmful and these bureaucracies um, allow the government and these, these entities to go spend our money on things that they should be using typical tax dollars for. Well, and Karen, can we talk about Prop 123? Because, as, and I haven't looked at the money on it for a while, but there's a lot of big money that's coming into it. And the National Association of Realtors, of which you're a director, put big money towards that, and you are constantly trying to protect home ownership. And as I read Prop 123, it creates this bureaucracy, but ultimately I see it that it is an assault on homeownership because it is um, using money for subsidized housing, putting people into these apartments. And I was shocked, kind of not shocked, but not shocked and frustrated that the National Association of Realtors put pretty big money into this, Karen. And, and what do you think? Well, what I think is that we're, we, as an organization, the National Association of Realtors, is trying to find some solutions to the housing shortage and the housing affordability attainability question, which is a nationwide issue. And we've always gone about it, as has many, many, many entities, has gone about it by looking at how do you subsidize. And I think what I have learned with my participation in your show, Kim, is that when you subsidize a situation, somebody wins and somebody loses. And typically, subsidies uh, harm the middle class. And in harming the middle class, you're trying to give them a, a leg up so that they can have home ownership, they can build um, generational wealth through their home ownership. And then you put excessive burden on them through these subsidies. So I think the National Association and the State Association were trying to look at some solutions. And I don't think that they looked at the the big picture or the long-term picture very well. And so as you have recommended a no vote on that, I think is prudent. Well, and and so what it would do is it says it's affordable housing, but you can use afford- the word affordable once. It's subsidized housing, mm-hmm. so it picks winners and losers. But it, it starts to control 
um, through uh, so it would then be a grant program. It detabers the money also. So well, now there's going to be the big one. this big pot of money, but yet this bureaucracy can accept gifts from. Um, public entities, private entities, and so I see big problems with that. But so if a municipality takes this money, they have to, um, and they start this subsidized housing program, they have to increase that subsidized housing program by 3% each year. You play that out 10 years into the into the future, it's going to make homeownership much more expensive and and keep and, and make it unattainable for people, Karen. So that's why we have got to say no on this. Is that's why I'm recommending it, Karen? Yes, and I think that's what you've uncovered, Kim. Which is, you know, you, you get down into the details, and it's you know those are the things that are harmful because the rhetoric on the front end, of course, uh, sounds positive, sounds helpful, um, but we know what has happened with some of this legislation and we refer back to construction defect legislation that happened over a decade ago and we don't have condominium entry-level housing because of that and so we have a very low housing supply that's affordable to start with right and and so that's why (laughs) that's why we've got to say no on this karen we're just about out of time but uh, you've been a sponsor of both the shows the kim munson show and america's veteran stories uh for many years and you and i've been friends for many years and you've seen these different cycles in the metro real estate market but people still want home ownership and and uh, you can help people buy or sell their home. There's still a um, lot of opportunity out there. And also you work with people on new bills. So how can people reach you, Karen Levine? They can reach me at 303-877-7516. That is uh, Karen Levine with uh, REMAX Alliance. And that number is 303-877-7516. Karen, we'll talk with you again next week. Sounds great. Okay, and I am very excited about our next guest, Hayden Ludwig. He is a senior investigative researcher at Capital Research. And in fact, uh, uh, Lisa Bennett had said, you need to get this guy on. And Lisa's on pretty regularly as well. And uh, very excited. So we're going to find out what Capital Research is, does exactly. And then uh, some of the other things that's going on regarding nonprofits and politics. And you will not want to miss this. Stay tuned. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. 
go to check.org slash start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. Uh, we are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. I'm thrilled to have on the line with me Hayden Ludwig. Uh, he is a senior investigative researcher at Capital Research. And uh, he actually, I'd had two different listeners that had requested that I get... Um, uh, capital research on the show, so thrilled to have Hayden here. And uh, one was Lisa Bennett, the other was uh, Colonel uh, Rutledge. And Hayden Ludwig, uh, welcome to the show. Hi, Kim. It's really good to be with you. Thank you. Well, tell us about capital research. You're doing some very important work. Well, we're a relatively small organization. We've been around since the mid-1980s, and we call ourselves America's Investigative Think Tank. All of the George Soros lefty funders that your listeners are probably very familiar with, and many, many, many that you're not, those are the guys that we track. We look at all of the big foundations like Ford and Rockefeller and Gates, and we trace how they're funding activist groups involved in pretty much everything from big labor issues all the way to packing the Supreme Court to giving D.C. statehood and environmental and energy issues as well. So. Whoops. Did we lose him? I think we lost him, Steve. Uh, and I'm on the edge of my seat. I want to hear what all this has to say. So we'll have to get him back on the line here. Uh, and that, that's Hayden Ludwig with, uh, the capital, cap, with, with Capital Research. And if you go to their website, that's capitalresearch.org, capitalresearch.org. And he's got a really important, uh, really important information about Arabella Advisors. Uh, Hayden, we lost you for just a moment. So, again, you're a think tank and you track... Uh, you track these different organizations, and this this is a, a web that is uh, is very um, convoluted. Yes, Hayden. That's right. So Arabella Advisors is a tricky subject. This is a consulting firm based in Washington D.C. that most people have never heard of, but it runs a network of in-house nonprofits, and all of these nonprofits move billions of dollars from major left-wing dark money groups and foundations. And they're funding all sorts of activities. We've seen them do pro-abortion rallies. We've seen them protest uh, the Brett Kavanaugh uh, confirmation hearings a few years ago. But they also run these what we call pop-up groups. And these are websites that are designed to look like they're grassroots activist fronts. But in reality, they're operated from this plush D.C. office while they're active in the states like Colorado or Alaska, pretending to be like they're there on the ground. It's very insidious. Well, and how do they do that, Hayden? What does that look like? Well, you know, without getting down into the nonprofit arcana, very Byzantine stuff, what we see is there's a lot of big foundations that like to style themselves as great philanthropists. 
Ford Foundation is probably the best well-known of these. They want to be seen as, well, you know, we're doing philanthropy. But when they say philanthropy, they mean something like registering people to vote and bus them into the polls, not the sort of thing that most people think of when they think of, like, charity. But they don't want to be seen doing this too publicly. So enter this whole group run by Arabella. It's a consulting front that says, hey, you want to fund activist groups. You want to fund politics, but it looks a little grubby. Well, run your money through our organization. We'll take a little cut, and we'll run these campaigns. And guys like me who do investigative journalism for a living, it's a real problem. We can see money going into this pot. We can see money going out. But I can never connect the original donor to this radical left-wing activist campaign. And it makes it, it makes it very devastatingly effective to run these attack campaigns. I remember a few years ago when covering one against uh, President Trump's uh, Department of the Interior and the secretary running it. And it was a long, multi-year attack campaign. And if you looked at the website running it, it looks like it's run by people in the Midwest somewhere. As a matter of fact, it was run from these Arabella D.C. offices. We still have no idea who the funders were because we can't connect them back to the original donors to that pot. Nevertheless, they managed to bring down a sitting secretary. It's, It's incredibly effective when they weaponize that. Is Arabella a nonprofit? Well, Arabella Advisors itself is a, is a for-profit, which makes it really confusing. It's an LLC like any other company in America, which means that you don't know who its clients and donors are. It doesn't have to publicly release those things. But what we noticed is a few years ago we uncovered this, this network. It has a set of five nonprofits. These are 501c3s and c4s. And those are groups that are allowed to do a lot of different lobbying activities and things like that. Arabella's leadership established these nonprofits over the last 15 years, and then those nonprofits, quote unquote, hired Arabella. It's creating its own clients, in effect. And then this company can turn to these large foundations like Ford and Gates and advise them on pumping money into these nonprofits. The company lends its or sells or hires out its employees to these nonprofits. And on paper, they're all these separate organizations. But if you look at their, fire, their IRS filings, for instance, you find these guys are all operating in the same office. They're down the hall from one another, but they can make it look like, oh, we're this you know, set of or- separate organizations running all of these local campaigns. No, this is one of the most powerful, influential lobbying forces in Washington politics. Okay, Hayden, I'm trying to connect a dot as you're talking here because we, we've seen the headline that uh, uh, in the uh, Economy Reduction Act, which is what it really is, is there's 87,000 new IRS agents, the funding for 87,000 new IR, uh, IRS agents, which looks like it's going to be going after everyday people uh, to try to, to wring out every cent they can out of everyday people. Uh, and uh, that's regarding paying taxes. And most everyday people do pay taxes, but it's getting pretty onerous. So I, what I maybe, and, and and when I um, had looked at the Center for Tech and Civic Life, which is the nonprofit that got the lion's share of the Zuckerberg money, I think $300, $400 million, uh, and uh, it looks like they, they uh, inf- maybe influenced the elections on that. And... I realized that Zuckerberg probably got a tax write-off on that. He was able to deduct because he made a contribution to a nonprofit. So is this a dot to connect? I guess it wouldn't matter for a foundation, but a foundation 
donates to one of the Arabella nonprofits, the nonprofit, and, and, and uh, I guess a foundation would not need to get a tax write off. But then Arabella, these nonprofits hire Arabella. And I was just thinking, is it a tax, kind of a tax evasion thing? or What do you think, Hayden? I think you're right. I think there's a little bit of the tax benefit. Remember, when you donate to your church, for instance, that's a regular 501c3. You get to deduct part of that donation from your taxes. It's the same thing with most of these nonprofits that are run by this company, Arabella Advisors. And I'm glad you brought up CPCL because we have found a very shadowy connection. We've done a lot of, actually, we were one of the first organizations to do research on how CTCL affected the 2020 election. And and I do believe it made a huge impact that may have actually cost President Trump his re-election. I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm pretty confident looking at the, the amount of money that was pumped into turning out key Democratic voters. Well, one of the things we uncovered is one of these Arabella-run nonprofits moved $25 million into CTCL sometime in 2020. This would probably be for the November election. Now, which donor? We have no idea. There are hundreds of donors to these Arabella nonprofits. What we theorize is if you look at how the Zuckerbucks scheme played out, it started in Wisconsin. And back in June of uh, 2020, this is five months before the election, Wisconsin's infamous five cities, that's Milwaukee and Racine and a few others, very democratic, got together and produced a joint, quote-unquote, safe voting plan. And at the heart of the safe voting plan is things like vote by mail and drop boxes to collect absentee and mail-in ballots, things like that. And they proposed, we don't have enough money in our budget to do this. We need a nonprofit to do this. Enter the Center for Tech and Civic Life. We theorize that it's possible that the Arabella donation was actually the very first donation to uh, these Wisconsin cities, even before CTCL and Mark Zuckerberg got involved. That's what we're theorizing. But of course, because all of this is so opaque, uh, we will never probably know the answer to that. So that's, I think, the reason why they do this. It's like I said earlier, if you're a big foundation, you want to wear an expensive suit and be seen as, you know, funding the arts and things like that. But if you're left wing, you also want to fund these activist organizations. How do you do both? You turn to a middleman like the Arabella Network and you pump as much money as you want, hundreds of millions of dollars, because these are all tax exempt groups. Pump all this money into that and you can accomplish both things with very little scrutiny, except for (laughs) the handful of investigative journalists myself who are doing anything to uncover it. It's, It's a huge deal. Okay, so so then individuals also uh, may contribute to these Arabella nonprofits, yes? That's what we believe. The problem is, is the very nature of the way this money is reported, uh, without getting too bogged down in the details, is, a, is what's called a Form 990. It's an IRS disclosure right. form that every mm-hmm. nonprofit, churches mm-hmm. and everything, have to file. And those, those IRS disclosures are actually less... They, they disclose less than you'd think they would. They don't tell you the donors in most instances. They tell you how much money came in, but not from whom. They don't have to, when they pay money out, doesn't have to say, well, this donor provided this money to pay that out. And there's a reason why it's structured that way, because when we set up all of this tax scheme about 100 years ago, uh, nobody was thinking of weaponizing nonprofits to do politics. Mm-hmm. That's what the left has learned in the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. They have learned that, hey, you know, we don't have to just have uh, we, we don't have to just fund campaigns to get people elected and influence policy. We can use these 501c3 groups and c4 groups to pretty much do everything we want to do. And the IRS laws are so vague that they can pretty much get away with that without breaking any laws. 
and that's weaponizing a charitable system that we use to help you know the sick and the elderly and people who are low income and charity real genuine charity mm-hmm. and that is that's outrageous most people are not aware of how bad that problem is it is it's a real problem hayden uh, ludwig let's go to break when we come back we'll continue the conversation hayden is a uh, senior investigative researcher with capital research and this is so important to try to uncover this information. That website is capitalresearch.org. Uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll continue with Hayden Ludwig. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Abortion rights across the country are under attack. Is it really, though? Abortion is not a right. Abortion is not care. God created life and has intended for us to begin our life in the womb. Life is a protected right, and the purpose of government is to protect all lives. We cannot create a new right meant to end a life. They can't dictate what rights we deserve. That's not how America works. We must have the right to govern ourselves according to God. We need to keep God on top. We need to vote smart, vote Republican. Vote for Maria Fernandez for State House District 3. She will fight for your right to stay free and protect our children. Paid for and approved by Marla Fernandez Campaign. Don't buy a gun for just in case. In these uncertain times, you want to protect yourself, and Franktown Firearms will train and equip you to do so. When you buy a gun, plan on possibly having to use it in case of an emergency where you need to defend yourself. When you have a gun but aren't trained on how to properly use it, it's just irresponsible. The most important part of protecting yourself and your loved ones is being a responsible gun owner, including training on safety and usage. You can keep yourself safe with the proper tools and training from Franktown Firearms. Your firearm is the safeguard to your security when used properly. When you're unsure about the future of your security, remember that Franktown Firearms is your resource no matter your experience level. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown to contact the team directly or visit their website at ffgc.co slash training for course information. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And go to my website and request our voter's guide. Uh, the team, we probably spend a total of 200 hours to, to compile this. This is regarding the 11 issues that are on the 
uh, state ballot, as well as some of the local issues. And uh, hopefully that can be a template as you're making your decisions with your ballot. And uh, ballots will, will be mailed out beginning on Monday. And uh, so sign up for that. And we really, uh, and, and again, nobody paid us to do this. This We're an independent voice. Uh, if you find it of value and you um, can contribute to us, we'd greatly appreciate that as well. Hayden Ludwig is on the line with me. And he is a senior researcher with the uh, Capital Research. And Hayden, just a, a couple of questions. I mean, I, I know that a lot of this seems like it's in the weeds, and it is in the weeds, and it's intentionally in the weeds. And something that you said before we went to break, charity used to be, and lower taxes, Americans have always been very generous to help the sick, to help the poor, to help those that are down on their luck. And now these charities have been, or these nonprofits have been weaponized uh, in in politics. It's, it's pretty astounding, Hayden. It really is. Look, if you go back to the War of Independence and before that, you have men like Alexei de Tocqueville who are writing about how generous Americans are. And he points out that, you know, in Europe, most people, most, most nationalities there would say, hey, there's a problem we need to solve. Let's let the government handle it. Only in America do citizens come together and they create organizations, they create committees. Well, that's what our entire nonprofit sector is. And, you know, it's, it's astonishing. Most countries in the world do not, very few actually, offer any kind of deduction or tax exemption or anything for these kinds of NGOs, these non-governmental organizations. Why do we do that? Because Americans recognize this is a huge part of our, of our identity and our tradition, and we want to reward that. And it's exactly the reason that, that these laws are so vague, because we want to we don't want to you know, discourage people from coming up some, with some new way to create charity that helps people. And it's the left doesn't believe in charity. It believes in the state doing everything. It believes in totalitarianism. And they're smart. They've got extremely good lawyers. They've got really good activists who've learned, hey, we could operate tax free with this organization and still pass all sorts of uh, still pass all sorts of policies in Congress, even get people elected there. And um, and all we need is we need a big pot of money. And it turns out you have no shortage of found foundations found, usually founded by men like Henry Ford or John Rockefeller, who are devout Christians and serious conservatives, whose money 100 years later is being weaponized to fund the kind of things that they would have found abhorrent. Yes, I, I, it's really, that's very sad to me. These are people that believed in America. They believed in, um, they, they brought products to the market that people valued. They traded their hard-earned dollars for those products. Those, uh, they, those uh, guys became very wealthy because of it, and people's lives got better. So a couple of questions, Hayden. First of all, uh, we have call in the last segment of the show, so right up to just about the top of the hour. Does your schedule allow that you could stay on and and uh, answer any questions from callers, or, or do you need to jump after we get done with this segment? Oh, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to. Thank you. Okay. Then the other thing is, is that I was preparing. It seemed like I had come across something that you had written regarding the abortion industrial complex, but I'm not finding it quickly. Did was that correct? Did you, did you address that at all? Yes, this is a very interesting and very dark story. So one of my little hobby horses is looking at the origins of well, Planned Parenthood with Margaret Sanger but also the environmental movement, because they actually have a common ancestor. Most people are very familiar with the eugenics world of 100 years ago, forced sterilization and 
determining who gets to have children and who gets to not because they're quote unquote unfit to have kids. A hundred years ago, those things spawned what we're dealing with with radical abortion and environmental activists today. But the story that I uncovered was how back in the 1960s, two men, one English, one American, were studying what they used to call population science. They were very concerned with the idea that you could overfill the earth, something I do not believe in at all, actually, as a Christian. But they believe that we're going to reach this carrying capacity. We're going to have too many people, and we're not going to be able to feed them all. So how do we make sure only the right people have children? And they figured out how they could come up with and market these cheap condoms and other uh, things like that, other other um, abortifacients and stuff, back when it was illegal to mail these things in the U.S. So they realized, hey, we can mail them in India and Pakistan and China where it's not illegal. Started doing this. You see how they use all the vast money they, they accumulated from, from marketing these, these um, sex objects to create a company called Adam and Eve, which is one of the biggest sex retailers in the world right now. That company, after 60 years of doing this, donates, I don't need the exact number, hundreds of millions of dollars to pro-abortion causes. In fact, one of these pro-abortion groups that these two men founded back in the 1970s, what does this organization do? Well, this organization goes overseas and it, it fights in Africa and Asia anti-abortion laws by these Christian countries and tries to overturn them so it can expand abortion in there. One of them is called Marie Stopes International. It's not very well known in America, but it's, the, it's like the Planned Parenthood of the UK. Marie Stopes, there, there's undercover journalists who've caught these people bragging about performing illegal abortions in Africa. At one point a few years ago, these Kenyan police officers raided a Marie Stokes. Um, it was an illegal abortion mill, and they, they looked out back and they found a dumpster, and it was filled with, with the corpses of, of babies that had been um, that had been illegally aborted. Really atrocious stuff, and it's all being funded by the sex industry uh, to basically discourage people from having children because they have this belief Going back to the eugenicists, that having children is an evil thing, and we need to restrict that. So very dark stuff, but very powerful when you think about how much money and influence is really involved. Well, then what about Planned Parenthood here in America? What's your thoughts on that? Right. Well, and this is part of it. So one of the things I like to do every year is when these Form 990 disclosures I mentioned come out, we tally them all up from a particular subsection of the left. And we figure out how much money did they bring in, right? Nobody else is doing that. Well, we looked at the pro-abortion advocacy world. We found that this is just 2020. Planned Parenthood and all these other groups that are lobbying for abortion brought in over $3 billion, billion with a B, huge amount of money in order to lobby to expand abortion laws. Right now, post Roe v. Wade, one of the big things they're engaged in is trying to um, market via the mail these abortion, um, uh, these abortion drugs that they could send around. Mifepristone is probably the, the best known of these things. They've been around a few decades, but they were never legal until recently. They're trying to find a way to say in conservative states like Texas or Florida, where it's largely outlawed, well, how can we mail people to do at-home abortions, and they'll just do a Zoom call with the doctor to make sure it goes very well. That's what they see. That is transgender surgeries. That's what they see as the future of that whole industry. And they have billions of dollars. One of the funders that most people aren't aware of is uh, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett's really famous as an investor, but since the 1960s, before Roe v. Wade was legal, he's been trying to encourage people to have abortions. I found that in the last two decades, 
Warren Buffett's Buffett Foundation has moved about $4 billion into pro-advocacy lobbying uh, and, and related causes like that. $4 billion is a huge amount of money, all of it tax-free. Um, and it just shows you when they when the left complains they're not enough money for rolling back all these abortion restrictions. <laughs> it, I don't know how much money they're anticipating, but they have plenty to do what they want. And, and amazingly, they're still losing. Thank God. But it just shows you that what we're dealing with is a massive beast. Is Planned Parenthood a nonprofit? If people contribute to Planned Parenthood, can they write that off? You have to understand there's a difference between a few different kinds of the 501c3 and c4 groups. Most Planned Parenthood has a few different kinds of nonprofits. There's a 501c3, which is like, again, like your church. That one, you write off a deduction. A 501c4, you can't write off a deduction. But the reason why is because the C4s are allowed to do more lobbying. I know it's really technical, but the left has gotten very good at using mm-hmm. that kind of distinction to say, hmm, we'll move money into the 501c3 over here. And then the IRS lets us move the money from the 501c3 into the sister 501c4, and it'll pay for, you know, the lights and the staffing and the rent on the office space. And then it frees up a bunch of money that can then be used to hire lobbyists and go to go crazy on Capitol Hill. So they're very sophisticated at how they do that. It is very sophisticated. So Warren Buffett, wasn't there... Now, um, I don't think it was Trump. I think it was the presidential election before where he said or somebody said that on a percentage basis, my um, my assistant, my secretary pays a higher percentage of of taxes than I do. And so we need to have higher taxes. Uh, so the rich pay their fair share. Do you remember that, Hayden? Or did I am, am I dreaming that I can't remember? <laughs> Uh, yes, I do remember that. Right. Well, well, nobody's stopping him from being exactly early. Right. But I mean, really, though, we, we have these massive multi-billion dollar Ford Foundation is probably one of the its largest nonprofit in the world. It should be one of the Fortune 500 companies when you look at the endowment it's sitting on. And I never hear the same leftists who believe that we should eat the rich and the very idea that there's a billionaire is just you know awful. They never seem to advocate taxing these massive multi-billion dollar endowments probably because you know they realize it would it would undercut their political position mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very hypocritical well, but to that point Warren Buffett is is uh, I'm, this could happen then so Warren Buffett could contribute to Planned Parenthood's 501c3 and get a tax write-off which uh, he's the guy out there advocating for higher taxes ultimately for us everyday people and in Zuckerberg the, the same thing with CTCL contributes there gets a tax write-off, and then those organizations go out and do their bidding through uh, nonprofits maybe moving the money, uh, in the case of Planned Parenthood, over to the C4 from the C3. Am I getting that right, Hayden? That's pretty much it in a nutshell. Yeah, it really works that way. And I'll, I'll even paint a grimmer picture about that. One of the organizations I know that the Buffett Foundation uh, substantially funds is called Genuity Health Projects. It's something nobody's ever heard of. It gets tens of millions of dollars from the Buffett Foundation. Well, what does it do with it? It goes to Western Africa, poor African countries like Burkina Faso, where you know people are living on a few dollars a day, and it offers money for women to uh, to go into its research on second trimester abortifacients. So these women are paid. You know, I don't know exactly how much, but you can imagine it's not very much to pay somebody living off a few dollars a day to participate in these 
these are Yosef Mengele experiments. They, oh. the, the women, some of the women have bled to death. They, oh, you can imagine gosh. how horrendously painful it is. Well, I got to say, the, the same drugs that they're testing over there are related to the drugs that groups like Planned Parenthood are trying to via, uh, send through the mail to conduct these at-home abortions. They call them teleabortions, by the way. Oh my this is something that Buffett has been fund, funding for at least 20 years. I can find evidence that the Buffett Foundation is pumping money in uh, the early 2000s into research. Uh, around the time the FDA was still considering, well, should we make this drug legal or, or keep it illegal? So this has been on, on their radar for a very long time. Oh. That's what's so scary about it. They plan for the future. Well, and that's what I, I've determined as, as I've uncovered things, is these radical activists, they're playing long ball. And uh, us on the conservative side look like we've been playing tiddlywinks. We haven't understood what the game is, but you're doing great work on this, Hayden Ludwig. Let's go to, to break, uh, and Hayden's going to stay on for phone calls, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. But before we go to break, a nonprofit that is doing great work is the USMC Memorial Foundation. Uh, they're raising money to re- remodel the Marine Memorial out at Six and Colfax, and it's important that we know these stories. We remember those that have given their lives or willing to give their lives for us. And there's a very special event, October 26th. It's an afternoon with uh, Navy SEAL Commander Rourke Denver, and I get to emcee the event. And three of my friends that I've gotten to know through Cooper's Troopers, they are World War II veterans, uh, and they're veterans of the Battle of Iwo Jima. And they're going to be there and it's to rub shoulders and talk with them. It's a pretty amazing thing. So you can go to my website. We've got the information there, KimMunson.com. Also, sign up to get our voter's guide uh, where we have analyzed all of the statewide issues and some of the local issues uh, on the ballot. This is going to be mailed out here shortly. And all that is at KimMunson.com. We'll be right back with Hayden Ludwig. Hey, everybody. Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. 
and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and sign up for our weekly newsletter at KimMunson.com. Check out the website. Uh, there on the website is our voter's guide. You can request that, which hopefully will be a great tool as you uh, complete your ballot this uh, 2022 election cycle. And uh, on the line with me is Hayden Ludwig. He is a senior researcher at Capital Research, and he stayed on through Collins. So, Ron in Denver, you're up first. What's on your radar? And uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that uh, uh, money laundering? I mean, if you're putting it in and they're uh, putting this money in and they're getting something out of it and then they get a tax refund, they get to write it off. Isn't that um, something that you would be able to uh, be able to find out who's donating the money because of it's illegal? What's your comments, Hayden? Well, you know, it's funny. We do call it charitable money laundering because it, it has that exact effect. You're totally right. It obscures, washes the name of the donor away. You know, where we have to be careful as conservatives is remembering that, look, we don't want to strip away donor anonymity because it's part of the First Amendment. Part of the Revolutionary War goals was that we need to be able to speak our mind politically without repercussions from the government coming after us. That's something the left wants to do away with, by the way, ironically. Um, So, you know, I have no problem with donor anonymity. What I have a problem with is the same group of activists who are saying, you're not allowed and to have uh, the right to give anonymously to your causes. Uh, we're going to take it away from you, but we're going to continue to do that ourselves. It's very hypocritical. So good point on that, Ron. Very good point. Thank you. You bet. Okay. Mark and Black Forest, what's on your radar? Uh, you know what? I jumped over too quickly. I need to remember it takes just a little bit of time to make that happen. Mark and Black Forest, what's on your radar? Hello. Yes, I'm here. Gotcha. Um, it would be, you know, I'm, I'm always thinking about solutions to these problems, and it would be a very tall order. But it seems to me um, uh, eliminating taxes on businesses altogether would do a lot to um, reduce all this mischief that goes on with tax write-offs and the tax code. And that- I wanted to, to know if Ron... Um, would think that might be a potential solution. Or if Hayden would, yeah. Um, That is creative. And Mark in Black Forest, you are always thinking outside the box. Hayden, what's your comments on that? Eliminating taxes on businesses. Hey, it's a a bold idea. Let's try it. (laughs) See how it works out. I'm I'm game. (laughs) Sounds like, I don't think they're going to do it right now, Mark, but I think we need to start to elect some people that might make that happen. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Uh, We've got just a few minutes left. Give us a call, 303-477-5600, Hayden, why are these fabulously wealthy people so bent? I know this is subjective. It's probably, you can't really answer, but why why this this push to abortion and to going to third world countries? I'm just, I'm sick about it, Hayden. And what's your what's your thoughts on that? Well, hey, look if you take if you take historical Christianity and the, and the truth therein and you distill it and you create this serum, secularism is the anti serum. <laughs> you know, it's everything that 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 the the Christian God says is right. Well, we declare it's wrong. I think these people have that religion. I, I actually find that they're very religious people. They make a very lot of faith based arguments of believe this and trust that. 
And, you know, I'm going out on a limb there, but I believe that's what motivates people more than even money and power. Those are, those are influential things. But if you're an 80-year-old, 90-year-old almost, George Soros, you have all the money you're ever going to need. You're, you're not looking at to make another billion dollars. What's that going to do for you? But if you can change the world and remake it to look like you before you die, well, that's a really powerful motivator. That's my theory. That is so interesting. And, and somebody said to me that there's two things that have really affected behavior of, of people. And he said, "Religion is one, and sex is the other." I'm not. I'm, I'm just going to leave that out there, just as a comment, because <laughs> Anne in Denver, what's on your radar? I wanted to ask if there is a connection to the um, uh, the vaccinations to the nonprofits, because um, uh, there seems to be dirty money in pumping the vaccines um, beyond um, supporting. Well, I'm just wondering, okay. okay, and I'd like to know how we can help you, too, because without your investigation, we don't know about this stuff. Oh, great question, Anne in Denver. And Hayden, if you can give a quick answer, we've got another caller on, and we'll try to get them in before the show is over. So uh, first of all, how can people help you, Hayden? Well, you know what? Go to our website, capitalresearch.org. It's capital with an A-L, but I want to pitch another website we run, influencewatch.org. This is where we profile every group you can think of on the left to find the donors, the things that they're lobbying for, things like that. And if you find an organization in Colorado, for instance, that we don't have on Influence Watch, you ping us. We'll have somebody write a, 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 a handwritten article there, and we'll put it in there. And, and we're, we're doing a great job. We're, we're trying to get the word out there, and that would help us tremendously. Okay. And uh, so quick uh, uh, answer, vaccines, nonprofits, anything going on with that? It's a great question. You know, I, I, it's not an angle I've looked into. I know Gates was very deeply involved in it. But, hey, ask Peter Schweitzer. That guy is on everything. And uh, there's only one of me. I wish there were more. I, I, that's all I can say. <laughs> okay. Okay. And we're going to try to get this call in from Stephanie in Denver. Stephanie in Denver. Good morning. This was from your first hour. But uh, they want to limit uh, CO2, just ban uh, human beings exhaling. <laughs> oh, and so we had Gregory Wrightstone on with the CO2 coalition in the first hour, Hayden. So Stephanie in Denver, oh, yeah, thank you. Organization. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hayden, we've got just about a minute left. How can you button this up for our listeners? And again, how can people help you? Well, I, I usually come being the bearer of bad news, telling people all this horrible stuff that's going on in Washington. I, I want to leave you on a, on a happy note. Think about how much money these people have and influence watching, in, in, excuse me, influence in D.C., and yet they still lose. They still lose battle after battle after battle. I'm looking at the, the various court battles about election integrity right now, and the, the left is losing every week. So understand that it's not all about money. Really, seriously, it's not. I spend all my days looking at all of this stuff, and I'm amazed at these people's ideas are just that unpopular. They can have all the money in the world, and they still can't people get people to turn out and vote for the politicians who are being backed by these financiers. People don't believe in these policies, and, and I don't believe they ever will. And I do believe that they're losing this battle. I think Americans have woken up to what the radicals in Washington are doing. I think they smell the demise of secularism, and, and I think it's not very long until these people are in absolute full retreat, and that gives me a lot of hope. Well, you're doing great work at Capital Research. Hayden Ludwig, thank you so much. And uh, we continue shedding light. A little bit of light goes a long way. A little bit of truth goes a long way. That's why Hayden does what he does. That's why we do what we do. Hayden Ludwig, thank you so much.
a real pleasure. Thank you again. And our quote for the end of the show is Aristotle. He said, it is our choice of good or evil that determines our character, not our opinion about good or evil. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.